we celebrating because that was one of the best pay-per-views we've seen in a long, long time? Uh, man, I, yeah. I can't, I can't remember ever seeing a better pay-per-view than that. It's been a long time. Yeah, AEW's working hard for that 50 bucks, man. Yeah. Oh, and what a bargain. Yeah. We were just talking about it. I mean, there's just there's so many big moments. We're going to try to cover it all in the next hour. Yeah. But, I mean, just, just TLDR. I mean, right out of the... I mean, you got... Spoilers. We're doing all spoilers here, right? This is... We know what's going on. No, they saw it. Everybody saw it. Yeah, if you haven't said. seen it, go buy it and watch yeah, it look, now and then come back. Watch the recording of this. Literally, even if we told you everything that just happened, you're still going to want to go buy it. Because, I mean, you got... Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot. Yeah. You got Brian Danielson, formerly known as Daniel Bryan. And you got Adam Cole, baby, still known as Adam Cole, baby. All in one pay-per-view. Amazing. Not to mention the whole reason you threw down 50 bucks was for CM Punk. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is uh, my friend Brian. Shout out to Brian if you're out there. I was just like, I. this is one of the best pay-per-views I've already seen, and I haven't even seen the CM Punk match yet. I know. That was incredible. Just amazing. What an amazing four hours of professional wrestling. Yeah. I'm glad we're back to calling it professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if, if, if you guys are like us and you really start, like, digging in deep afterwards, if you start going into YouTube, you probably watch the media, media scrums. You probably watch the post once the camera stopped and Daniel addressed, uh, Brian addressed the crowd. Uh, he really just, that, that was one of his big points. He's like, I am a professional wrestler. I get to say him, and I came here to wrestle. Can I just say, didn't Daniel Bryan just seem like a badass at, uh, in AEW? I feel like, I, I, I know, like, we'll get to that eventually, but I had, I, I, watching the media scrum this morning, it was like, he seemed like a legitimate threat. <laughs> he looked like a mini Brock Lesnar there for a little <laughs> yeah. bit, you know? Yeah, what is it with everyone going with the, uh, the, the Viking bun on top? Because it's not even a man bun. These are just, like... Straight up, like ponytail. I was thinking it's like it's like an onion top. Kind yeah, of thing. onion. T- <laughs> We're gonna call that the onion top. That's where <laughs> we're gonna go. So, but yeah, you would. Let's just let's go by down match by match. But first, just thank you, Tony Khan, because you know, cockadoodle do to that guy, right? Because you know he's 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 a pretty animated person. But man, he just like you know, uh, formerly known as Zack Ryder, Mac Cardona. So like sometimes you have to give the fans what they want yeah. and that's exactly what they did yeah. last night they gave the fans everything they wanted and more this is a shout out to old UHF uh, Michael Richards just like you want a drink here comes the fire hose <laughs> I mean what an, what, an, what an amazing idea instead of uh, taking all the things that could have been stretched out over months of reveals just give it all to you at once yeah. yeah here's all the toys yeah, and we'll and we'll talk a little about. I mean, I do have some uh, opinions on that, but we'll we'll we're, let's do it match by match. All right. All right, let's start with the pre-show match, which is which was a great match. I mean, you had the best friends and Jurassic Express versus the Hardy Family Office. Now, the, you know, going down the best friends, you have Orange Cassidy. He's a made guy. Yeah, he's already a made guy. Jungle Boy is a made guy and which makes Jurassic Express a made team. Yeah. And then you have the best friends, you know, these are all homegrown talent that are over Marco stunts Uber over, mm-hmm. you know, and then you got Matt Hardy going out there with his office and you got private party, which we like to call Hardy party here. Mm-hmm. And then you got the hybrid two TH two Angelico and Jack Evans, but shout out to, and these two Lucha underground stars that are still going man it's, i know i didn't think we'd see jack evans again <laughs> no no you didn't think when when they were part of the uh they were the 
other underground with uh, Johnny Mundo, right? John Morrison, but these are right, so. I mean, it was a great match, but we had another another return, right? Mm-hmm. Another return. We got the butcher back. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of this match? Um, I thought it was good. Uh, I liked it overall. Um, entertaining, great, great, great start to the show. Didn't it feel though a little bit at the finish? Uh, like they were alluding to something. It felt stretched out. It's like they had the ring full of all the good right. guys at once. And then they had all the bad guys, you know, standing outside. It did feel like something was going to happen. And I think that was the, basically the run in because we've haven't seen, we've seen the blade and bunny, but we haven't seen the butcher in a while. Yeah. So I think they were, I don't know if they were setting up for that and not to mention just, I think they were clearing out. Cause just the hardest part of this was just like, you have two Uber over guys mm-hmm. like orange Cassidy, who's still way over yeah. and jungle boy. Who's way over. Yeah. And they're on the same team. So it's like, what, what music do we play? I think they had to find a way to, you know, give each other that ring balance that they each were going to feel like the fans got to experience both of them live because we've experienced it, you know, just like having the, them live. Those are, those are sing-alongs that you want the crowd to, participate when so i think they were just clearing just to make sure everybody had space because not even including you know there was 10 there was 10 guys out there yeah and so i don't know hats off to matt hardy because he's trying to shake i don't know if he's trying trying to give it a break or mm-hmm. it's just like but the delete chants are still there yeah that's there whenever they decide to bring that back but there's just so much stuff going on and yeah shout out to him i mean he's he's raising up this group i think a lot of guys um the whole the whole hearty party he's elevating those guys giving them the rub i like it yeah i do like it and i, I don't know which private party uh guys doing it. it might be both i don't know if it's uh uh quinn or cassidy uh but one of them has this like really high-pitched scream oh it's makes... one of the it's one of the private party guys right yeah <laughs> that just makes me pop every time when they just <laughs> yeah. let out that scream and yeah. it's just like it, that's cool live but they actually pick it up uh on the pay-per-view but mm-hmm. it looks like so uh it looks like the baby faces prevailed with a submission, right? Uh, Jungle Boy got his snare, the jungle snare. Mm-hmm. So he actually got the tap out. So, but I mean, thumbs up on that match. Yeah, Hands it was down. great. Great, great, great uh, pre-show match. I think it was really smart. I mean, I think there was a probably, there might be some people that were more like, do we take these guys that are basically on the verge of being main eventers? Because, you know, there's always that stigma of just like, oh, I'm only in the pre-show. But like, this, you have these guys this huge group of stars that are in the pre-show that are watching on YouTube or in Twitter, they're watching on all these streams that you're trying to get them to pay the money. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, that's a lot of star power. So I don't know. This felt like their WrestleMania and it was really hard to get all the stars in, but I'm okay with getting them like luring these people in using these stars. Yeah. So definitely thumbs up for that match. And that was before the pay-per-view even started. Just a pre-show. Yeah. I thought, so. I remember thinking at that point, I, I, I was, <laughs> I was so excited by that pre-show match. I forgot the pay-per-view hadn't started. <laughs> yeah. I had to switch channels, you know, I was like, yeah, Oh yeah. wait, this is not the channel. You're the old app switcheroo there. Yeah. So, uh, and then they opened up, uh, the curtain jerk, you know, was actually Miro versus the mad King, mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston. And yeah. I was just like, I was really, really looking forward to this match. Cause I just really, I'm a big fan. I'm a big Eddie Kingston guy. As mm-hmm. a, as a former pro wrestler myself, yeah. when, you know, if you hear his story, it's like you listen to his podcast. I mean, dude, he was selling his gear 
to basically make his mortgage. Really? Right, yeah. I've never heard his podcast. What's his podcast called? Oh, no, he was actually guest on a podcast. Oh, he was guest yeah. on a podcast. Yeah. So he was, I think it was basically he was doing media for this show. Right. But he was on the verge of leaving the business, which Samoa Joe had a very similar story. Yeah. It's like, if I don't get a break, I'm going to have to leave. And he was selling his gear. Yeah. And he came out, and it was actually a Hail Mary call to Cody uh-huh. to get on there. And the rest is history. He's one of their main guys. Wow. And he's that old school feel, right? He's, he's old got, school. He's, he doesn't have much of a of wrestling physique, mm-mm. but he's got a big chin, and he's got a, a you know a New York accent. Yeah, he's got the. Big, and he's just out there doing it in his like his his gear. Yeah, he's. I love guy. his gear. <laughs> his gear is very it's very uh, very homemade feel, but it's good. I mean, he yeah. feels like a street. I love when he comes out with the cross, and I, and I, I like that. I just and it was a perfect match for Miro because Miro new Miro. We don't have Twitch. Shout out to Twitch for letting us stream here. Uh, we don't have Mir- Twitch Miro anymore. We have the Redeemer. Yeah, yeah. So he he definitely has some religious spiritual. I like that he's leaning into that. That's yeah. really cool. That would never that would never happen to WWE, but they're letting him do. It. No, they yeah. are, and it's just like he's. I can see him going even further with that with the Redeemer thing. Maybe he'll start coming out in a robe or something yeah. like that. And uh, I thought, yeah, and that made it a good match. So you basically have this guy, you know, Eddie Kingston, who kind of has that. You know, that kind of like spiritual vibe going on as well. Street spiritual, if yeah. you will. He's a street. Oh, I don't want to say street prophet, but you know where I'm getting at here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he had that. And I knew these guys were going to hit each other hard. Mm-hmm. And they were. Yeah. I mean, did you see Miro's chest? I know, right? His he was chest. Uh, the, the slaps. He had like purple fingerprints oh, on him. Oh, man. Yeah. He was like really, really just like lighting him up. I mean, and I mean, it looked like that raw chop meat afterwards. So oh, yeah. They were hitting each other hard. Uh, you know, the. That there was that little bit of that, you know, raw fan in me yeah. that just wanted Eddie to win. Yeah. But then there was also that part, like, when you've been in the business, you kind of understand somewhat where they're going with it. And just like, it may still be too soon for, for Miro to lose that belt. Yeah. May, yeah, I guess so. I it's, mean, it's I, I, think, I think he's close to the point where he doesn't need that belt anymore. Yeah. I think maybe as his gimmick is developing... Uh, he's going to get there. And then if he eventually gets Lana in there with him. Oh, yeah. Or I guess CJ Perry now. CJ, yeah. Um, if she eventually is in there and he has a valet again, he's got his Redeemer gimmick uh, fully developed. Well, he doesn't need that belt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's definitely not going to need it. And it, But they waited long enough. They can probably stretch this feud out a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but, but to me, like, there's a lot of... This is a tough... Because this is a great belt. You know, yeah. and Cody did a great job getting it over. But here's the thing: is just like you want to. I feel like they're homegrown talent, and we'll get into that because there's a lot of new faces coming in. But there's still a lot of homegrown talent that are way over that. Yeah. That would be the belt to put them on, and they already did it with Darby. Yeah. You know, but I feel like Jungle Boy is in there, and I I put Eddie Kingston in there as well, and I put MJF in there as three people that would be great to have that belt. Yeah. Probably the heel more so because the longer the heel heel holds the belt, the more it's going to mean something, right? Mm-hmm. So by taking them away, so I'd like to see them stretch this feud because I think they can do a little bit more. Yeah, with well, this I mean, uh, it, it's the 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 dirty finish we got there definitely uh, I think demands a rematch. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I but yeah, thumbs up to that match as well. And you know, spoiler: there's going to be a lot of thumbs up today because yeah. there really wasn't uh, any. If anything, like what would be the number one thing that you'd say in this pay per view that it, you know, that you would say it was almost too good, it was almost too much, and, mm-hmm. we'll, and we'll get into that in the last match. It was almost too much at once. So 
Uh, I understood, but there's going to be a lot of thumbs up here. But uh, anyway, Miro, Miro took the fall. Uh, I'm sorry, Eddie took the fall. Miro went over. Uh, then we had John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. And here was one that I think probably if you're a novice, uh, you know, re- pro wrestling viewer, you don't really know what this is. Right. Yeah. So can, what's the significance of this match? I mean, he was uh, like, because, you know, he he's... This so you're talking about somebody who's been in New Japan wrestling, and he's been in pro wrestling. I mean, he trained when I trained him, and I was like, "Damn, yeah." It's just like this, we were talking about like an over thirty year yeah. vet that's coming over from New Japan, and it's giving it that special feel where you know Eric Bischoff kind of capitalized on this. It's like we're going to start bringing in people from AAA. Uh-huh. We're going to start bringing people in from New Japan just to give you that. You know, as we're going to say this a lot, you know, Tony Khan is the forbidden door. <laughs> he's the forbidden door and he's having he's making these deals that, you know, the New York office would never make in a million years. So having him come in there for that new Japan, it was a big deal. Yeah. You know, and it's just like that. We're talking about Kojima. I, I believe he's 50 and he's out there with Moxley, like yeah. throwing blows. Yeah. I mean, throwing hard blows, too, because Moxley... Uh, I think you get the feel that Moxley's about to turn heel. I'm getting yes, that no, feel. Yes, no, I'm getting that too. Yeah, I think he, I think he's slowly leaning, veering in that direction. I mean, uh, uh, you know, when he came out with the CG, GCW uh, jersey on, yeah, that's that's a total heel move. Yeah, I feel like it. It's just like now. I think they're gonna maybe they're gonna wait. Uh, to get him, he's going to get a huge pop uh, Wednesday on Dynamite when they're in Cincinnati. Yeah, he's going to get that hometown pop. So, sh- shout out for uh, whoever is booking their buildings because mm-hmm. they're, they're booking it. You know, to to lean into the hometown to get those pop. Whether you're in Pittsburgh or you're in Chicago, you're in Punkland, and now you're about to be in, in Moxleyville. I, I think that's Tony Khan booking the buildings. Oh, I heard man. him make a joke about that at the media scrum, at one of the media scrums. Yeah, uh, so, but it was a great match. It was a solid match, like you said. If you were uh, not familiar, you had a little bit, uh, I can't think of his name right now, uh, the other guy from New Japan. I mean, he's another New Japan legend. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of fell off on New Japan, so I'm, I'm a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. On I can't think of his name. I don't know if you want to pull it up there. But it was a big deal, and he definitely did the... Uh, Moxley sold it like, holy crap. Like, this is a really big deal that, you know, first we had... You know, we had... Uh, Minoru Suzuki. Yes. Cause so, so... Kojimi came out and then uh, Suzuki came out and I think they're really setting up for, you know, I, I he's le- he's really leaning into, you know, this this cross promotion rivalries. Right. So uh, to have Suzuki came out and man, they really like he really sold it and they had the face off. So even you knew it was clearly it was suited for the, the fans that are already well versed. But yeah. even the loud, you know, the live crowd knew that this was something special that was going on. Yeah, but he got a great pop, and he's another one that he's another wily veteran, and it's just like so. Uh, yeah, and it's just crazy, John Moxley, what he's doing right now. He's got this the GCW title, which where the hell GCW out of nowhere is having the year of? <laughs> I don't like yeah. what an amazing run for them in twenty twenty one. You know, and I, I felt really you know for game changer, I felt bad because just like because you know Moxley just did he just got their belt. And there's a big, you know, follow along on our Twitter. You can see that was a big deal that he came out as a druid and took that belt uh-huh. from Matt Cordona. Yeah. You know, and I feel like last week they had Cordona, well, two weeks ago when uh, 
the Punk debut, there was a big deal that he kind of came out dressed as ECW Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that stuff's not syncing up as far as like time wise to align with letting people appreciate it. But yeah. yeah, Moxley taking that belt and coming out with the GCW sweatshirt on. Mm-hmm. You know, he did. He, so he is representing him again. Tony Khan, the forbidden door. Yeah. Well, right? again, I think that's a total heel move to come out in the jersey of another promotion. Yeah. yeah to the I pay-per-view. Think, I think so I right. think they're slowly turning him in heel. I think you're right. Um, they're going to take their time with it, in my opinion, because really, uh, I think John Moxley's going to have a little bit of a backseat for a while. Yeah. He just had the kid, right? So he's, I like his new kind of like angry dad gimmick he's got going on. <laughs> angry hockey dad. <laughs> angry hockey dad. He's sort of, he's sort of embraced it. He's embraced that he's losing his hair. He's embraced, you know, whatever i he's like thickened up a little bit yeah um so yeah i think they'll take their time turning him heel. he might turn heel in japan and then come back you know a, a full heel yeah sorry i hit the mic there oh no problem uh yeah so all thumbs up again it was a you know moxley went over in that match uh next up we had the the second title match we had the aew women's world uh championship dr Britt baker dmd with md yeah dmd with jamie hater and rebel not reba versus Chris Statlander with the best friends who came out kind of dressed up in these jumpsuits. Yeah, I don't know what's up with the best yeah, friends jumpsuits. Yeah, was that like an Area 51 thing that <laughs> just they like, do it? But uh, um, what happened to the other best friend? Oh, he's hurt. Oh, he's hurt. Yeah, yeah, he's hurt. Okay. Not, uh, I'm not thinking of. Uh, not Chuck Taylor. The other no, one. I just, yeah, Trent. I haven't seen Trent, him. Haven't seen Trent him in a while. Trent yeah. doesn't have a last name. Trent. Yeah, yeah, but okay. he's he had some uh, spinal surgery on his oh, back. No, yeah, so he was he was out. Uh, yeah, that's why he wasn't in that. Uh, he wasn't in the first match, but he looks like he's got, been replaced by Wheeler Yuta. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I don't know if he's supposed to be their young boy or whatever. So mm-hmm. he's kind of he's part of the best friends. I like there. Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, yeah, he's good, I like man. Him. Yeah, and, and I like that. You know, jumping back to that. They had to give the fans what they want because they had a big run in at the end, right? And they mm-hmm. had the big, good, the big best friends hug, yep. right? And they did that all in the ring, except you had Dark Order, you had a big whole crew in there. But you, that was what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they got all the good guys together in a group. Yeah. Like, what's going on there? I feel like they're setting up, like, I don't know. Because I heard there's, there's going to be some changes, right? Dark is changing. Yeah. They're moving Dark to a studio. Oh, really? They're moving Dark to a studio. Oh, that's because, a great idea. Now yeah. we're talking old, you know, and NWA Power's been yeah. doing that, right? So I guess some so some of the guys are not going to be on the road anymore. So they're going to have a cast of characters for Dark. I don't know who they are exactly. They said they're going to treat Dark a little more, because they're still going to have Dark and Dark Elevation, but... um. Dark, the, the original Dark will be a studio show. That oh, gonna, I love it, dude. Yeah. I've, I've wrestled in a studio, man. It's so intimate and, you, you know, it's stiff. It's stiff. You have to be a little bit smoother. You're not calling spots in there. Yeah. I mean, if you're calling spots, you know, the person in the third row is going to say, he said tackle, step over, <laughs> get it again. So, I mean, you're going to have to be really smooth and it's just going to make you better. Yeah. It's going to make you better. How It's amazing how AEW is slowly turned into what is it, five hours a week now of wrestling? Yeah. From from the original two-hour show. And it's not, um, we're not seeing any repeat matches. No, and it's not, and we're not feeling that yet, no, right? No, no. You know, and trust me, I mean, we feel it. And Ruby Soho in the scrum, she called it out. It's just like, you know, talking about how important AEW is in the women's revolution. It's just like, you're seeing different women every week. You're not getting the same women over and over again. So you're yeah. not going to get that burnout. Yeah, and I've I've never heard anyone gush about uh starting a new resident promotion as much as she did like oh she was God, like yeah. it's a dream come true it's like every i never think i've ever imagined i couldn't believe how much they ex- accepted me because she was saying um they she'd never heard anyone chant her name and they were chanting her name before 
before, before it they, even came out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that was incredible. And in she was not announced. Um, but Tony Khan's playing it right with this, just sort of just like, I don't know, maybe he's got a leaker. He's got some hidden folks on Twitter that are putting stuff out there. Yeah, uh, I hope but, so. But people know what's coming, and oh, they're ready man, for yeah. it, and he gives it to them, and it's... Yeah, she had great vignettes, and we'll get we'll get into the vignettes on her stuff. But he yeah. had great vignettes, and they, and they did this with Moxley. I feel like they 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 definitely blazed the path. But we'll we'll go over that, yeah, because she's you know Beetlejuice suit and all. She's incredible now. Like I'm such a mark for her. And I before I just thought she it was solid, and I loved her group. Yeah, but man, and like now, oh man, now now it feels real. Now you're just like she's never hold held a belt, and she wants her and. Dude, yeah, we'll get into her, but uh, well, not into you know what I mean. <laughs> so Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander, the alien. Uh, mm-hmm. Great setup for this. I just loved how she, you know, Britt Baker, probably one of the best in the entire wrestling industry right now, men mm-hmm. or women. Right? Yeah, I would put her at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, just like this is a whole crock of shit. This whole alien thing, and 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 what a great match. Yeah, I mean, they were beating the crap out of each other, man. I mean, Chris Taylor is powerful. Yeah, she's got to be. I I imagine that. I, I don't know um, if she if I've ever heard that she tried to go to WWE or or didn't go, but she seems like somebody they would love. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, I've never heard her speak though. Have you ever heard her speak? No. So because no. have you noticed that her and Orange Cassidy have are sort of coming together now? Forming, forming an alliance because he was out there for her the match, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. No, he yeah. was out there. He got fired up, and he just, like for once he actually started getting a little bit. Yeah, more there are two, there are two of them that, that don't really speak, and they're sort of like coming together. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's yeah. a good point. And shout out to the AEW uh, TikTok about uh, Orange Cassidy's tips of the week. <laughs> yeah, you show me those. Those yeah, are awesome. Get some sleep. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> uh, brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Okay. <laughs> that's tip of the so week. yeah, but that was great. Uh, but yeah, I. This is again. This is, uh, you know, the women, I feel like they heard their early criticisms that the women's division didn't feel as special. Yeah. And now I feel like it's up into the right fast. You know, I did, they did 100% did the right thing by putting it on Brit. Yeah. You know, and I, it's hard because theoretically she still is a, she is a heel, Mm -hmm. but she's so over and it's tough, but you want her to be a heel because you want when somebody actually takes that belt for her you want it to be special when it yeah happens. and i've said this a hundred times the that women's wwe championship belt is so valuable yeah they've 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 elevated it so well since it's been out there you know yeah so i don't know but i feel like chris statlander she's she she's already getting better yeah i think and and we'll get into this when we get into the casino battle royal i want these women to really lean a little bit more into their gimmick yeah, you know, lead a little bit more into so we can kind of feel who you are. You mm-hmm. know, our our friend of the show, Christy James, is just like you know she has the Brazilian because that's who she is, right? She's the Brazilian dancer, right? You know, I all right. If you're an alien, I want you to lean into it a little bit. I want your you know I want your Instagram feed to send me some when the when Mars is in retrograde, you know, yeah. kind of stuff. I really like lean into that because we already know they can wrestle, mm-hmm. you know. But this was always my. Uh, argument that I had with Dolph Ziggler of why, you know, he definitely got screwed by the office. There's no doubt about that. But like, he never really leaned into being a show off, you know, Mr. Perfect showed you how perfect he was by throwing himself passes and, you know, sinking, you know, sinking billiard balls and stuff like that. So I, I want to see some of these other women, you know, really stand out by leaning a little bit more into their gimmick, but still a thumbs up to this match. I mm-hmm. mean, this is again, just well, like, I think that's one of the reasons Brit got over so much because she has that great gimmick. Yeah. And then they developed it so well. Cause if, and when she originally came out, she was 
kind of lame, you know, just like uh, she's actually a dentist. She's a shoot dentist, right? Yeah. Um, and then she was doing professional wrestling. But when they turned her heel, something just clicked. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and, I, and I was a fan of the uh, the cinematic match in the dentist's office. I, could, I, I think it just works. She, it's a heel faction. And it's just like, but she's still just so over. And she's just so good. And her, you know, the lights out match with Thunder Rosa, another, you know, she's our our number one girl, hands down, here in Texas, uh, Thunder Rosa. I mean, she just, she really just leaned into heel dentist, mm-hmm. you know. Now, now, Kane, now hear me out. <laughs> Glenn Jacobs, like, I know you're a mayor and you're busy, but, like, I saw April Brooks, CM Punk's wife, you know, tweet out. It's just like, because she saw Daniel. Obviously, she has a history of, of angles with Daniel. And she's, yeah. and she's like, now if Kane shows up, I'm really going to flip. Yeah. But I don't want to see Kane in AEW. I want to see a version of Isaac Yankum DDS mm. in AEW coming out there for Brit. Right. But I don't know if he will. You know, he's just like, he's already pretty much retired. But it would be cool to do that. But anyway, uh, Brit, Brit went over clean with her finish. She had the lockjaw. Yeah. She had the cool NWO Wolfpack blood drip from mm-hmm. her from her glove, though, right? So yeah. that was cool. So, yeah, great. Thumbs up on that match. Good match. Yeah, good, solid match. And then next up, it's not the CM Punk match, but this ended, turned up to be the match of the night, probably the match of the year. I think yeah. you're going to get that when you had the Lucha Bros. Entrance of the year, oh, I would say, oh nominee, whenever they uh, put those ballots out, because that was awesome. Yeah, and we were talking about that, right? It was just like... They have the same looking set, so it's always a danger that you're. What's going to make this show feel special? That I just paid fifty bucks rather than that, watching it uh, yeah. on free TV, and it's stuff like this. Mm-hmm. The production value of just having them come out and sing it, and it's just like, how can you not get fired up when you know <laughs> they had the rope? You know, they had the priest robes, but they were wearing the the penta, uh, the hoods, you know, the same wearing the Phoenix hoods yeah. um, in the dance. How can you not get fired up? Yeah. And then they had the, the native American gear, but then they had the, the letter jazz. Like it was just great. entrance of the year. Hands down. Yeah. And they had the, the, I'd been listening to their new theme song lately. Cause I really dig it. And uh, then they, when they brought out the actual performer, just great. Yeah. You know what we need to do? We need to get on our Spotify and share out, uh, share out a list. I'm into that. Hmm. But yeah, against the uh, against the the Booker brothers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they got the putt pencil, but young they bucks. have they have developed into just probably the ultimate tag team heels. Oh yeah, um, which is which is it? Matt Jackson? Did you see what he did to his beard? <laughs> it's a very very Hulk Hogan esque thing. He yeah, did. He, he sort of like blonded out a goatee or something like that. Yeah, he, no, dude, they didn't even have a, an official heel turn, right? I don't they, feel like well, they did. did they, they? I feel like they were always they always had heel tendencies ever they since did, the beginning. Yeah. And you saw when when AW started, even if they were um even if they were babyfaces, they worked heels. They worked heel in matches. Yeah. You know? So they've always I think that was always where they were gonna go, but they have become such a douchey manifestation of 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 the ultimate heel team. Yeah. And I think the whole, all the elite are doing that, right. They're kind of leaning into it and then props because, well, I mean, I think the bucks had the, uh, they already kind of had that, the vibe when they got out, I feel like Kenny Omega was, was struggling a little bit as a baby face yeah. where when he turned into the cleaner and then he got Don Callis and mm-hmm. he's just, cause he, look, he's not, he's not the greatest on the mic by any stretch, but sometimes that actually adds to the charm that like, 
when he says all this weird shit on the mic, they're like, what? Yeah. But it's a heel, so it doesn't right. even matter. So, uh, And I feel like the Young Bucks kind of just leaned into that. And yeah. man, it, and they're great heels. Yeah. But I, And obviously the work rate, I mean, you can talk about it. I mean, it's you can talk about it until the cows come home. Those guys can work. Mm-hmm. They can work. They, they've been doing that probably before they even got in the business. They were in their backyard doing that, and it, and it shows. Uh, them and Lucha Bros together. Oh, my God. I, I just I, – that match was amazing, and it had so many false finishes where I was just – I was, you know – cringing i'm just like okay no no end it here end it here yeah. end it, you know don't take it too far don't push it don't ruin it right this is great and then the story just amazing the stuff they did when uh when uh they pulled out the the air jordan with a the bootleg with air the, jordan full of thumb full of thumbtacks on it yeah and they were gonna take out ray phoenix and uh pentagons on his knees no no don't hurt my brother oh yeah i mean it was it no, was no i awesome. think i they told a great story and look there, and this is a story that goes way back, right, from their tag match that they had before. Yeah, right. That they are just like they they've already had like these five star matches. What mm-hmm. was the what was the it was a stipulation match they had before, right? Because now it's the best. They was this was the cage match, but I feel like they had another stipulation match before. But um, again, they're they just steal the show. It's possible. I mean, Lucha Bros have been there since the beginning. Yeah, they're part of the fabric of AEW, oh, and I'm absolutely. really glad that they stuck around. That they've become a permanent part of it. Absolutely, man. Uh, Pentagon was always my favorite back in the Lucha Underground days. Oh yeah. So uh, it's just it, it's amazing. And then we saw Pentagon's babies. Come on, man. <laughs> he got blood all over. He his had blood face. out of. Um, <laughs> he was covered in blood. His daughters were crying. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. it was great, man. Yeah, I, it, it really did. It was it was great that they paid off. And this is what I want. I'm cool. And I personally only want to see one more hire. I'm cool with seeing, you know, Cult of Wyndham come in. And I don't know if I want to see anybody else necessarily come from WWE. Unless WWE keeps throwing out these, like, main event talents, then maybe <laughs> you do have to take it. But I want to see the, the originals continue to get over. Yeah. You know, and, and this was... Their way of doing that, giving it to the Lucha Bros. Again, yeah, we've been huge fans. I mean, when we saw Phoenix here in Austin, when he did that dive off the balcony, we've mm. sat in that balcony. Yeah. We know how high that was, and yeah. he literally like dove Jumped right, over us, right, over our heads. And mm-hmm. It was just like that was a great show. This is what's great about AEW is just like the, you know with the Forbidden Door. I mean, it's just like you got the best of Lucha Underground, you got the best of Impact, you're getting the best of AAA, you're getting the best of New Japan. Vince killed the territories in a way. The territory. This is the revenge of the territories. Yeah. With the, and he's leaning into that. So yeah. I, it. These guys still feel like Lucha Underground when they're in there. And it was. It's the Wrestleverse uniting against. Yeah, it is the, the Thanos yes. Vince Thanos McMahon. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've all. They've just. They've gra- grabbed the best from from everywhere. Yeah. And it just keeps building. It's crazy the momentum that's going here. And like, um. I just like again. I, I posted it on Twitter. I was like, I think, I think uh, Vince is probably right now like eating his feelings because like that was freaking. <laughs> I just, I can't. Who remembers SummerSlam? Oh yeah, that just happened. Remember, we had Cena and Roman Reigns, and we had Becky Lynch come back. Even what? Remember that? Yeah, barely. Right. It's just like, <laughs> and that's the, you know. And again, we're we're fans of all pro wrestling here, and even the sports entertainment one. We're fans of it, so it's just like we want. It to be as we want to have this feeling, the feeling the day after feeling where you feel like we really watched something special and then we're not dissecting 
figuring out what yes. went wrong. We're celebrating what went right. Yeah, and just like to side, just to like sidebar, I don't know if did you see Roman Reigns and Finn Balor on SmackDown on Friday? No, I have still I have oh, a DVR. Awesome, awesome match, and they teased the return of um, the Demon. The right? Demon, yeah, oh yeah. Which I never even understood why they got rid of that. Like, just like he has special matches, he that's when he calls his Demon. Yeah, so, like why wouldn't you lean into it? That? Just it just made me think of how. They, they've got so many tools in the shed there. They can just reach back and say, oh, we've got Finn Balor's original entrance. Let's just put this out. You know, just, yeah. it's just there. You know, it's like Snyder Cut when they threw away all that footage. <laughs> it just exists, and oh, they can man. just do it whenever they want. Well, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with the, uh, you know, they're, they have a show at the Garden this yeah. Friday. That's going to be some, the lead-in for Rampage. So let's yeah. see what they do with that. But uh, back to the, the cage match. I don't know about you, but there's moments, there are moments that like, I literally like take your breath away. And it was when Phoenix did that cage walk mm-hmm. and my, my heart did like, Oh, I don't When he to- sort of went right from, from one uh, chain to the other and he took a few steps yeah. right at the top of the cage. Oh my yeah. God. That like, he, he just does it so flawlessly, but there's still <laughs> that part of me is just like, cause that was a high cage, man. That yeah. was not a normal like usually you'll have some of the cage like when you stand at the top and it's kind of at the top of a lot of the guys' heads where that one was like, you know, they could have stood on someone's shoulders and I feel like it went way up. And I haven't felt that since Braun went to the top of that cage that time. And yeah. I was like, oh, because when that falls, it's going to be an ugly fall. Yeah. Uh, but he did that, man. And it was a beautiful dive. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful dive. So hats off. And in the so many amazing spots of that. It just kept going. They just didn't run out of stuff to do. That friggin' um, super kick, the super kick showdown that, where oh they were my God. super kicking. It was like Reservoir Dogs, but they were super kicking each other. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was great. And that one, uh, and then, the, like you said, the tack in the, in the bootleg Jordan, you uh-huh. know, and then when when he held that up and and they added some drama to the match and they added some blood and they added some, you know, mask ripping, which we know in Lucha, that's a big deal. And, you know, they're definitely setting up for, you know, talking in the scrum. The two things that came out of that was a Phoenix was just like saying, you know, and uh, Penta said it too. He's like, ah, I'm not, he's literally said miedo in real life. Cause he's like, I don't know when I put this mask on, I just feel like a superhero and I feel like I can do everything. And I don't really think about it. Cause one of the media, which I think was a little, uh, a child that they let in there asking. There was a few children asking questions. Yeah. And that was awesome. You know, shout out for doing that. But he was just like, I don't know. I just feel like a superhero when we do this. And I don't really even think about that. And you can tell he didn't think about it. Like, cause I can tell you when you're standing on top rope, if you think about it, you're already going to probably get hurt. Yeah. I can't think about it too much. I like Penta so much. He's been my favorite for a long time. And I think that correct me if I'm wrong, but I just feel like his move set is very unique. Yes. I feel like he's got his own, you don't see other people do some of the things he does. And I don't know what you call this move, but there's a move where he's uh, throwing folks uh, into the ropes and they're coming back. And he sort of like hooks them with one arm and then spins around and tosses them with the other. Oh, yeah. Do you know this move? I don't know what it's called. I don't but know I'd... what he call his moves. Yeah. I've never. Well, I know one is called the uh, Made in Japan, right? <laughs> yes. Which right. is awesome. But anyway, like uh, I've never seen anyone else do that move. And he does it so well. He's got a, he's, he's great. Mm. Uh, the other thing that came out of the scrum, you know, speaking of Penta, was that they're talking about setting up if Tony Okan's okay with it, having a mask versus hair match mm-hmm. with the Bucks. And dude, that right there, you just sold a pay-per-view. <laughs> like if, if you know anything about like a mask versus hair in anything in the, in Mexico. Is that a common thing? Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's a big deal. That's like legit for a shoot. If you're going to lose your mask, 
you're going to get a huge payday. Yeah. You're going to get a huge payday because you're losing a, a piece of your identity and you kind of have to be ready to lose that. Uh, Tugboat, who trained me, he actually, he wrestled in Mexico as Ciclope. And he actually got, you know, he talked about um, when he had his mask versus mask match and he lost his hood, he got a big payoff. So that's going to be a big deal because I feel like at the same time how the importance of the masks I feel like the importance of the Bucks not getting their hair cut. Yeah. That's kind of a little bit of their identity, right? Yeah. Well, uh, what, one of them's kind of balding, so I don't know. Yeah, so Maybe he's going to embrace that. <laughs> that's the gimmick. Are they going to shave their heads? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm already in. And if they do that, uh, they've already stole the show. What's the deal with Brandon Cutler? Like, is he their like, videographer that they kind of gave? I don't know. Gimmick? Is he filming stuff for being the elite? I feel like he is, right? I don't know. Like, I feel like he's their videographer, but I love he has the. Uh, What's up with that? Jason Sudeikis, you know, uh, run DMC uh, yeah. jumpsuit on that. He's always got the hand sanitizer he's yeah. spraying at them. Is it whatever? spray or is it Axe body spray? I, don't I know. thought it was sanitizer. It might be sanitizer too, but shout out to them, man. That was a great match. So, so obviously, again, we're going to just say everything's a thumbs up match for this one, except maybe the Paul White. We'll get into that, though. It's still not a thumbs down. Uh, next up, we had the, the first big surprise of the night. We had the 21 women. A casino battle royale, which I don't 100% still understand what the rules of this match are. Like, I know they want to, it still just feels like, I guess it is still a little bit of a surprise where like the rumble, when you're doing the countdown, you have one person coming out where I guess when it's the suit of the cards, you're going to have five people come out. I kind of like it, although it doesn't really make sense. And I tell you, it doesn't make sense for the production team because they don't know how to shoot it. Yeah. Uh, Because that's what I felt. Yeah. I think they need to figure something out. I was just like, hey. Look what we're doing. Pitcher and pitcher. Doesn't that work? I mean, just like yeah. have have the run in in the pitcher and pitcher and then, you know, keep the match going on screen, I think is the way to go or vice versa. But they seem like they were missing a lot of people's entrances. Yeah. And it um, does. and yeah, because they have, you know, if somebody is speeding down to do a spot, they want to catch the spot, right. but then they're missing the entrance. But part of that whole special feel is the entrance yeah. of, of getting that pop. Yeah. So I think they need to figure out how to film that. I do like five people coming in at once because it immediately just uh you know it, it, it just adds so much to the to the, the you know the all-out rumble at once rather than you have one person going on i don't know it feels slower it feels longer i do like that yeah no I, i'm but all they gotta it. figure they, they gotta figure it out. and i love the joker gimmick I, yeah I think oh, that's great yeah. no that's perfect having that joker come out so you had the clubs you know you had Sheeta come out sky blue Local local girl made well from Chicago will come out there. You Did had, you see that moment on Dark where she got uh, yes she got put on the, yeah. the, the battle royal crate? That, that's what I mean. That's what, that was awesome. So they told a story there. Uh, Sakura was in there. The bunny. Ab, I don't always know how to say the zombie girl's name. Abaddon. 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 So the diamonds were Anna J. Kira Hogan. Uh, Killing King, uh, Diamante and Nyla Rose. The Hearts were our favorite Thunder Rosa. Penelope Ford. Rio, who made a comeback and got a nice pop. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Hayter and Big Swole. Swole's still over. She was getting some chance. And then the Spades, you had Ty Conti, Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch, uh, Jade Cargill, future world champ, and then Rebel, not Reba. And then we had the Joker that came out, which yep. was Ruby, which turned out to be a Ruby Silva monster pop. Great pop there. So that was our our, our big surprise for that match. Uh, yeah. So what did you think of this match uh, overall? Um, overall, I thought it was good. I thought it started a little shaky, but I think that was 
part of having to follow the Lucha Brothers, um, yeah. oh, winning, yeah. winning the belts. Um, I dug it. Um, I, I like the story. I didn't 100% love the finish. I did. I, I thought Ruby Soho could be the, the one to go, the one to go over, but I kind of was. Oh yeah. We, uh, we were I mean, falling for thunder. Thunder. No, we it just, it would look it. like it was set up for her. I thought maybe her Ty Conti would get it, but um, I thought it was just set up for thunder perfectly, but God damn, she's a pro. Yeah. She just looks like, I mean, coming toe to toe with someone who's been in WWE like that. And she just, she just looks like a star. Oh, just like, and, and she works like a star. She's, it's, she's amazing. Yeah, no, she's incredible. I really did think, and, and they told a, they told a beautiful story yeah. and they're just like, and I think it could have went either like that finish could have worked in the other direction too. And yeah. I was torn and I was leaning towards, you know, obviously I want thunder cause I feel like they can't put too much distance between the lights out match and that inevitable rematch with Brit and Thunder because yeah. that's going to be a big deal. And now as you start getting more people that are elevating their game and anybody coming from the outside, you run the risk. So it's like, well, now you have to have Ruby Soho face, you know, Britt Baker because that's part of the stipulation. But now now what do you do with Thunder? Because she's a star. And that means and it showed that she was going toe to toe with Ruby and I just like I feel like she needs a, a big angle now. Like she can't just go out there and keep going over i feel like well i mean a lot of these I, a lot a lot of them need angles yeah. i think that's what's missing that's one thing they're lacking is significant storylines we've talked about them doing a tnt belt for the women i think yeah. that's a good idea or just something um there's no is the women's tag teams maybe they can get that going but they need something to help build some stories do you want to would you prefer to see a tnt women's title or do you want to see a tag title women's tag title um, I think a TNT title would be good. Yeah. I'd like to get that on TV and have, you know, do have them defending it every week. Yeah. I want to, again, and cause you need it and they just need something to be fighting for and they need the, uh, personal issues, pal. Yeah. Right, we talked about it here all the time and I, I think Thunder needs that cause she's a star mm-hmm. and she's, and she needs a, I, I want to have her have a run with that belt. You know, she would be on the short list of somebody who should have that belt, but now it's kind of setting up what Brit still kind of. Britt needs to have that belt a little bit longer, but now Ruby Soho told such a beautiful story as the runaway coming mm-hmm. here that she's never held the belt. She talked about this in the scrum. Yeah. Uh, she's never held a belt on TV, and now she needs that. So it's like, you want to see her have the belt. So, But Britt needs to keep it a little bit longer. So it's like, you just can't have these belts. Even though everybody's worthy of these titles, you can't have them turn over so fast. Yeah, no, I think I think Ruby coming in and, uh, you know, feuding with, for, with Britt for a while, uh, it builds Britt even more. It builds, it builds the belt even more. Because, you know, eventually, it's going to be Thunder Rosa and Britt for the title again. Yeah. And you know Thunder Rosa is going over eventually. Yeah. yeah She's no, got I, to be. Yeah. She's there. She's so over now, I feel like, that they sort of, like, isolate her. It's like she's too good to, to, to with some folks, and she will. She just she slays everything that everything they put her on, and then she comes into the rumble and does the job for Ruby. It's fucking and, and she was doing like Kofi Kingston stuff, you know what I mean? Like just oh, hanging yeah. off the just. I, I don't think I've ever seen her in a, in a battle royale, but she excelled. No. She excelled at it. No, no, she did fantastic, and you're right. She she got a huge pop. She was way over. She was you can tell she was actually for a shoot. She was hyped because yeah. she did the warrior run to the ring, and you yeah, did, like again production problems because they couldn't even catch her. She ran by so fast. Yeah, she was so fired up. Picture in picture, guys, watch yeah. our stream <laughs> for ideas. Yeah. So, uh, what do you feel? How do you feel about? Uh, like I said, Swole was over. What are your feelings on Jade Cargill? Uh, I think she's great. Um, I can't, 
I mean, I, I, she's going to be a champ eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I, she's got to be. Um, she's, she's like, uh, there, as far as like monster heel of in the women, I think she's it. Yeah. You know, I, I can't speak to her work yet. Like I've seen her do, she's only done a couple of shows. No, matches. I think she's only had like a handful yeah. of matches for shoot, like a shoot, like yeah. only like five matches total. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, she's, I mean, she has the look, she has everything. I, I kind of thought she could possibly, she might've been my candidates to go over in this match. I thought were going to be, you know, thunder, Taikanati or uh, Jade Cargo. Yeah. Because they'd kind of been building that up in the promos. So I felt like she might be the one. I thought it'd be cool if she came after Britt for a while. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I again, I th- she she can definitely go over. I, again, I feel like she... She looks still, like an action figure. Yeah, she she really does. She has everything about her she's going for. Her. I feel like she, was, she is the one that they should start kind of giving uh, a personal issue to and just have somebody that just make her like somewhat... I don't think the Andre the Giant is the right comparison, but somebody is just like she's the specimen that can't be beat and have some of these other women kind of use themselves to elevate to try to like do the Jeff Hardy versus the Undertaker and just like try to use another, you know, an angle like that to kind of get over. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know, but it's still too soon for her. Uh, So halfway through, when we were talking about the Casino Battle Royale, we were talking about the basically the future of the women's division, and uh, like JJ was saying, the future stacked in that division because, I mean, you got Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, Mm -hmm. basically that are now like spearheading. They would what would equate equate to you know the women's revolution that happened on the WWE side. I agree. I think Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, both of them equally elevated that whole division. And now women are going to be stepping up into that. Yeah. And I was going to go with this. I was talking about this a little bit earlier. And I'm a fan of all three of these women. So you have Anna Jay, mm-hmm. right? And then you have uh, Anna Jay. That was her return, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have Penelope Ford. And then what's the... Uh, the bunny. The bunny. Yeah. Right? So all three of them, they have a very similar look. Yeah. Uh, and here's, I think all three of them need to find a way to kind of lean into more of that because I, I'm a huge fan of that gimmick of the butcher, the blade and the bunny. It feels like such a, you know, and we're huge fans of horror films here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they just need to lean a little bit more into that. Mm -hmm. Right. And just have her be an extension of that. Cause you know, when she went with QT, I feel like she kind of got lost and it was the best move they can do is they brought her back. Mm Mm-hmm to there kind of lean into that i mean they can actually almost be a, a gimmick by herself because like, i'm not sure if penelope ford is doing the you know the now that the wedding is over with and the best man stuff is done i don't really know what they're doing but i i'd love to see them as like a, a rob zombie type click of yeah. just like the three and the bunny really is like psycho uh we're huge fans of the last drive in here yeah and you know our Darcy the male girl is a big, you know, AEW. Big AEW mark. Yeah, big. I, li- I like the bunny, and I, I like her gimmick. I, I think she's it. a great heel. I, you know, she, have you seen her YouTube page? No, no. She does a YouTube page where she tries out different flavors of Oreo cookies. <laughs> and that's pretty good. Thunder Rosa was on it not too long ago. Oh, wow. No, yeah, and I like... See, and that's what I mean. There's also that possibility of just like, let's see their real personality and that kind of bring that back. But I want to just, I don't know, maybe just because I'm a horror movie mark, I want to see them as like, just like have Rob, you know how Tom Savini came in and developed The Fiend's Mask? I was just like, get Rob Zombie to come in there and consult and just like have these three women (laughs) and just like make them feel like, 
Yeah, something that would be in a Rob Zombie give the, movie. Give the bunny um, Alexa Bliss's gimmick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yes, right? That can definitely have that. I think that da- could definitely work. That Donnie Darko kind of vibe. So I oh, think yeah. if you kind of leaned into that, I mean, so they, because uh, they're great. They're, they're all talented. I don't feel like they have any anybody that's out there blowing spots. Yeah. You know, I feel like Abaddon, you know, she's leaned into her gimmick. She fits in really well. Uh you have the, you know, uh, Shida, you know, and Sakura, they're kind of leaning into, you know, yeah. the, you know, coming from Japan, they lean into that. They got nice big pops too. Uh, and then Diamante, she's kind of, I don't know what they're doing her with her now that, uh, she's the- sort of aligned herself with Nyla Rose. Okay. I think that's happening. And they actually do make a good team. They had a, they had a tag team match on dark not too long ago and it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, so I think they need to do that because what's her name? I think uh, she kind of blew it there. Evelise. Yeah, she and she was so over in mm-hmm. in Lucha Underground, but for I know they keep going back to that spot, and I, I'm a huge fan of her, so I don't, I'm not exactly sure what happened. I wish it wouldn't have happened because I feel like that they could have been, you know, you could have had Nyla Rose and Diamante and Evelise. They could have been like a, a click, yeah. you know, and, and I think that could have worked really well. But kind of lean into these gimmicks, mm-hmm. and I feel like that would help them separate because it's a, you know obviously it's going to become a crowded division very soon uh, yeah. and then but you know going back you know ruby soho i guess it could have been a coin toss and it, it would have made sense both ways yeah but i do understand like now they instantly they just kind of capitalized on her you know she was the leader of the riot squad she's just right. been on tv she just let go so she had the she was the probably the female equivalent of when john moxley came into mm-hmm. aw that they kind of capitalized on the steam that he already had yeah and now they have an instant you know feud set up with Britt baker and they can do the song which is great yes right was that a ranted song yeah that yeah, was a ranted song yeah I think that's what she's referencing in her name oh yeah but apparently she's friends with them or, or somebody in the band yeah she was that talking are. about in the scrum you know and shout out to that beetlejuice suit man that was she looked <laughs> she looked like a star yeah she turned not that she didn't look like a star in wwe but in that scrum when she came out she felt like a star like i just feel like she coming by herself like that and she just got elevated you know and it's got a you know we we talked about how they kind of blew it you know in the wwe side with the money in the bank and Liv yeah. should have been the one that came in yeah and we talked about that and before and it's just like and i feel like it would have done this like what's happening now with ruby and yeah. you know and Liv gave her a shout out on twitter and like you're a star she felt like a star so i think i think what needs to happen now um that aw did very well with the men is uh, we need to start seeing factions, and I yeah. think they started. They've kind of done a little bit of that, and they they aligned Ty Conti with uh, Anna J and Bunny and Penelope Ford. Yeah, but um, Ruby Ruby Soho needs a squad. Who's going to be? Her, who's her squad? Yeah, Soho squad instead of the Riot squad. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, there's a, a obviously there's a lot of women in there could be repackaged and kind of doing that. Uh, there's part of me that they're probably thinking they just want to kind of have her go out there by herself at first. Yeah. But you know, with you know Brit having Hater and Rebel not Reba, yeah. which I don't know why I just like saying Rebel not Reba. I know they always bill her like that, but it's just like. That's your that's your name now. Yeah. Having that squad come out like that, it, it, eventually the numbers game are going to get her, and she's going to need friends. Yeah. Well, I think having a squad helps us build personal issues, pal. It does. It's just <laughs> it right. gives us it gives us something to fight about. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And so. it's got people to turn on each other and people to double cross, and so it, it gives us 
uh, the, I feel it'll give us the stories that we're lacking right now. And you know, and since Tony Khan has the forbidden door, yeah. right? You can you can recruit this squad from anywhere. I mean, I mean, do you think Sting went through the forbidden door when he recruited RoboCop back in <laughs> Capital Combat '89? I mean, that is some that will never be crossed again. That'll never be achieved again. No, no. He, You're not going to see Luke Skywalker or somebody come out on uh, right on AEW. The no, that would be nice though. Well, I don't know. He li- Tony Khan listens to the show, so we'll see if he books that. <laughs> All right, next match we had Chris Jericho uh, going over on MJF with a reverse dusty finish. What'd you feel about that? Okay, so this one, um, not sure how. That kind of made sense. I don't know. I, I, I what am I missing? I, I thought, I, I, th- I thought it was pretty much set that it, it just felt like he was going to take a break. He's going to put MJF over, and that was going to be the end of the angle. Yeah, um, and they could have, and that they, I thought that's what they were doing. Like when he went over, but his foot was on the rope. I figured it's like, sorry, pal. You know, yeah. I, I thought, I thought that's where we were going to leave it. And one day he'd come back and say, well, you know, my leg was on the rope. My foot's on the rope. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I thought maybe that would happen or when he first, you know, they, maybe they cooled off a little bit. And when he did come back, he'd come back as the, you know, the dirty yellow dog or, yeah. the, or the midnight rider. He'd come out with a hood, you know, cause Jericho, how creative he is. He would come out with a mask and he'd come out with a cool name. Yeah. And even though people would know it was him, he would do it. I thought they were going to do that. Uh, that being said, MJF did not look bad. I think he went over clean on Jericho like three times before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, MJF loses no steam, but this would have definitely elevated him to another level. And he's already their top heel, yeah. right? I mean, he's magic on the mic. Uh, if he heard this, he would just tell us to F off because he's like just that good of a heel. Yeah. You know, he just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Hiccup. Uh, so... <laughs> I do see where you're saying. Uh, I did fall for the dusty finish. Like, I really thought, okay, that was it. So I didn't know they were going to actually do the reverse finish, and then they were going to have the scramble. I think it was I think it was executed really well. I think I don't, I don't have any problems with how it was executed. Uh, Jericho has done so much for AEW. Like, he's, he's a day one AEW guy. You know, he believed in them before, and, you know, he left. Yeah you know, kind of hot, right? Like the list of Jericho got him over and he found a way to stay over with taking less bumps. And he's like, eh, I kind of want to wrestle with these guys. And he did. And mm-hmm. he reeked and, and the five labors of Jericho were rough mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, he was taking some gnarly bumps. He took some gnarly bumps in blood and guts. So, but you're right. I don't know if this it's TBD, if this was the right call. Yeah. Because where does Jericho go from here? Yeah. And where does MJF go? Yeah. Does he, does this, it kind of feels like this would continue now. Uh, I know. I, even though I thought this was going to be the blow-off match. So I don't know because I feel like neither one of them can leave this now. It's not finished. I know, and they called it the final match, but how do you – now it's not the final match. And But the thing is, I'm not sure if the crowd wants to see them work each other again. I know. I, yeah, they probably don't. It just feels like the storyline feels – open-ended here it does it does feel very open-ended because think and AEW to their credit they do stick to their stipulations right like cody said i'll never get a title match if i don't beat mjf yeah 
and it happened and that was a big shock yeah so i mean mjf could have basically had another one of those moments basically in his playbook of like not only did i stop cody from ever getting the belt but i stopped Jer- i retired jericho yeah because he would have let the world i mean he would have been letting the whole world. i personally i don't know if that's too predictable booking i would have had i would have had mjf go over for yeah. sure, and I would have just, and I would have left it with the foot on the rope finish. Jericho could have left, and then he could have came, I've, and he would have found. And but then would people have said, "Oh, that was a cheap way to come back"? But then he always he had the foot on the rope thing that he always could have leaned back on. Yeah, you know. But I would have liked him come back again, go old school, have a hood come back, and just like come back as you know Judas. <laughs> that would have made that would have made sense to me. Because um, again. Where does MGF go now? Does he challenge somebody else? Does somebody challenge I don't know, him? Because again, how I, do they how do they start another angle now? I mean, I kind of want to see the TNT belt on Miro, but he can't. I don't think wrestling Miro is in his future. I don't think that's the right person to go over. You'd have to have somebody else have that belt first. Yeah, it's not going to be a tag, you know, with Warlow. So what? What does and is the Pinnacle broken up now? I don't know. I don't know. It's don't a, know. It, it seems it's a little bit in flux. One more comment I had though on that. Um, he came out to the solo electric guitar. <laughs> I think that was a bad choice. Well, I think yeah, and I think it sounded bad. In and I, th- I think what they were trying to accomplish was the sing along that actually yeah. already happened, and and that was probably going to be tough to read, even though this was the right crowd for it. Yeah, you know, but they were already. I think they could have maybe this could have been like the second. I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to overthink that booking, but I. Yeah, I think they should have just played the song. Yeah, I think they should have just played the song, and even if it was, uh, or just do the DJ acapella. thing where they duck out, duck out the lyrics or <laughs> duck out the song for the parts for the audience to sing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they could have done that. So, but I mean, it was still it was still a solid match. MJF still has a bright future. He needs he needs a belt, but and what, I don't know. Does Jericho have a bright future? What is he going to do? I mean, I'm just saying, is he going to keep? I don't know because he he seems like they were leaning into him being an announcer. Yeah, and they which they, he's great on the mic. Oh yeah, he's, he's great he's on the Awesome. I just like I don't know. I would have been okay if he would have just been like a special guest announcer, and then when he was ready to come back. But we don't know what his future holds. Obviously, yeah. he wants to st- still keep going in the ring. But yeah, we got the Jericho Cruise coming up. Oh yeah. So I don't know if that's Fozzie's doing a tour probably. So who knows? Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it's TBD if that was the right call. I guess he could still take a break and they could just explain it away. Yeah. Just be like he's recovering. After the labors, he needs recovery time. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. We'll either see. way, either way, it's it's whatever. That was probably... Not, I mean, none of the matches were my least favorite, but, that, you know, that one's the one where it's kind of like, I don't I don't get this. Well, you didn't want that... Yeah, just because of the finish, right? Yeah. Like, a really good movie, like, we we know a bad finish in a movie can ruin the whole movie yeah. and the movie was good. Yeah. Uh, and then next... All right. Uh, next match was the big one. This is the one where probably sold a lot of pay-per-views. Was the Punk versus Darby? Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, did you expect this match to not be the main event? Um, I kind of did. I kind of did because I thought, well, if you if you're uh, you know following the rumors that there was going to be multiple appearances that you know uh, by whoever, you know that's going to have to happen at the end. I feel like it wouldn't make sense to do a run in on Punk. Yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, and also I think AEW is very. Um, Traditional in the sense that the belt match is the title match. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I'm I'm a fan for it. I'm, I am glad that the world title match went on last. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they did that. Yeah, uh, I think it makes sense. It makes the belt actually mean something. I feel like WWE throws in world title matches as freaking curtain jerks. Yeah, uh, and I think, and again, it, it, for the people who weren't sure about the finish, you know, or you know, like JJ saying that you know the crowd couldn't find the rhythm, they found the rhythm because they were singing "Cult of Personality." Right? Yeah. So they're, that's turning into somewhat of a sing-along, right? Yeah. You think that's going to catch on? They're doing it. Yeah. I heard a sing-along on that one. Yeah, so I think it's happening. But mm-hmm. great match. Mm-hmm. Great match, man. It's just like, and this was... How did you feel about Punk and Pants? Punk and Pants was... Yeah, I, it kind of threw me <laughs> off a surprise, little. surprise, yeah. Yeah, because he had the... Uh, you know, he had the Chicago colors, and I don't know, it made his legs look way longer than they normally do. And then he's got those huge boots he wears. Yeah. He's got, like, Stormtrooper boots or something, and they looked awesome when he used to wear the trunks, but connected as one piece, he kind of looks like the bottom of his body is a transformer or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because, yeah, when he was sitting in the media scrum that he had that out there. But in his defense, he kept saying, crap, I bet on Twitter, he's like, I better find some boots. And then, like, he's like, seriously, boots. Like, he kept tweeting that. So, but it's just cool to see him at the top of the game. He was still in UFC fighting shape. Yeah. So I wasn't worried about, like, his stamina at all. I was more curious of just, like, how the match was going to go, and, you know... He looked rusty to you at all? No, the only thing that I... thought I, the beginning was a little wobbly. I think in... I think the only thing he's getting back into that rhythm of calling spots, like when he grabbed a headlock, you could see him pretty clear. You yeah. saw him calling the spots, and I was just like, couldn't tell if that was just something, you know, if 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 that was rust. But it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I mean, we you see people calling spots all the time. Sure. So, but I don't. As far as like ring rust, as far as like the moods and taking bumps and stuff like that, I didn't see any. I didn't see any flubs. Yeah. And I feel like he called that entire match. Mm-hmm. You know, usually the veteran calls the match or the heel calls the match. I feel like he called that entire match. I And, and I haven't listened to Jim Cornette's take on this match yet, but I, I think he's going to really enjoy this match because he basically took Darby Allen, who obviously knows how to work, mm-hmm. but he made him work like an old school feeling match. Yeah, and that was the thing. And I don't know, this, is, this stood out to me and... I guess it was fine, but you do really, when they're locking up, you do really see the size difference there. Yeah. That kind of stood out to me, you know? Um, yeah, because they exaggerate on the weight. And, yeah. But, and like, for Darby, he's getting billed at, like, 170. And yeah. it's like, man, then that's his exaggerated weight? Yeah. Uh, so it, it was pretty evident. But, man, as far as, like, once the match. But think about this. Punk is usually on the other end of that. Yeah. Punk is usually that's the one that's a little bit smaller than the guys he's working. What did you think of that? There was one moment where he did the go to sleep and knocked Darby out of the ring. That was fantastic. Was I, that supposed to ha- I felt like, uh, is that supposed to happen? I think it's just that Darby is that. That good of a bumper yeah i mean because he's like again then that's where i feel like there was no rust i mean he positioned himself perfectly to take that gts and he went and through fall, the ropes and he went backwards through the ropes and that felt again felt that was one of the spots where i kind of jumped and then on the replay you saw darby was able to catch himself but yeah. man if you would have just fell straight back yeah uh, so I, I really dug that that false finish there because it's just like oh he was just posi- it was just like a fluke i think that worked out really well yeah and uh it was a little, dist- I guess, if I had any uh, critiques for the match, it would be more of maybe change Darby's paint because with Punk's tattoos mixing with, like, the paint rubbing all over him, uh-huh. uh, Punk started to look like a burn victim on the top. <laughs> that it was just like that he was just like, 
all the paint had kind of rubbed off onto him and like rubbed on his, you know, his, uh, and again, if that's a critique, then that's all I have because I was really happy with the match and I was happy with the finish. I was just unsure. This is again, that was the same thing with, uh, not sure where to go MJF. I feel like Darby needed to get over and stay over, but Punk could not lose this match. Yeah, definitely. You know, I agree. The, the last two times that we saw Punk on pay-per-view was in UFC. Yeah. And he didn't, obviously, he didn't go over in those. And, you know, he, you know, he had a great showing in that second one. And that first one, he kind of had the same Brock Lesnar for that first time in UFC. Kind of get, not that I know how to, you know, what it feels like in UFC, but getting that first one out of the way. So I just feel like Punk had to go over, but they had to find a way to keep Darby over. And then yeah. the rumor was that Sting told punk after the match they talked about in the scrum he's like remember we talked about this he's like i feel like you did for darby what flair did for me in that clash of the champions oh yeah that 45 minute broadway and we talked about this in our podcast i feel like that's what they needed to do and i feel like that's what they did i mean i don't i don't remember what the time limit they went uh almost 20 minutes yeah you know and obviously they can't go the 45 like they did in clash of the champions but i thought darby looked great Mm mm-hmm he did a couple of spots like that when he does that tope like through the bottom rope instead of the, like the middle rope for some reason he gets so much more speed yeah and like and he does ram and then he did that floating you know uh whisper in the wind off the top and he did that to the floor so he still got his he got his shit in as yeah. you know a lot of the and he got all his stuff in but oh, what did you think of that uh moment where uh darby did the coffin drop and uh uh, CM Punk did, did the Undertaker <laughs> give, uh, just sit up. Thing. Oh man, I love that because you know obviously that was a shout out to their WrestleMania match, and then he did yeah. the, he did the laugh. I thought that was he, again that that played perfectly. I think you know Punk called this match and executed it perfectly, and I was really happy with the ending. It was a shoot when Sting came out and shook his hand. Yeah. That was like unplanned shoot. That was cool. So I, overall, I was very happy with the match. Uh CM Punk put out a tweet that I thought just it re- was really cool. And all he tweeted was, wow, this shit is fun again. Yeah. And you notice he had a screenshot of when he said back when he quit WWE and then said this poop isn't fun anymore. Yeah. You know, so and you can tell like he's super happy and it's showing in his work like he truly. I'm sorry. I just like I'm a, I'm a Roman Reigns fan like this version of Roman Reigns, not the other ones. But and I understand why he said it because he's the champ, so he can't say. But if, to say Punk is not a needle mover is either you're just pl- playing to your gimmick, yeah, and just working the, working everybody, or you're blind because it's just like Punk felt like a superstar from beginning to end, from when he came back, and even in this match, it felt special. Like I, when I was watching it, I was like. I bought a pay-per-view and this felt like a pay-per-view match. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was, I was completely happy with it. And you can tell he was pretty happy with it. Uh, my only question is like after that. And then I was like, man, I guess I was like cringing waiting. It's just like, is Sting going to turn and hit punk or is just like, but don't turn Darby heel. Cause Darby's still over. Let Darby get that standing ovation. Kind of like stone cold did after Bret Hart wouldn't let go, but they couldn't do that this time. Cause it wasn't a reverse. Like, so when they got up and they kind of like shook hands and that was good, that was awesome. But yeah. now what's next for both of them is the question that I have. Now that they got this one basically under their belt and out of the way, what's next? Because I don't think Punk is set up to be going for the the world title yet, right? No. It doesn't feel like it. And it doesn't feel like he needs it. No. 
you know, it's just like, should he get it someday? I guess that could be debated. I still, I'm still waiting for Cody to get his run, but I feel like Brian is more positioned to take that belt sooner than Punk. Yeah. Where Punk still feels like, ironically, you know, he quit because he's just like, he was tired of the schedule. He feels like that attraction. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to be there every week, but where does he go next? Maybe, just maybe, this is what MJF needs. Is it, I was is it thinking gonna, the same thing. Is it going to be, can you imagine MJF on the stick versus CM Punk where the, the, the mic work is just so phenomenal on both ends? Like, how does this go? I think that would be a good one for Punk. What, where, where do you think Punk goes from here? No, I was thinking the same thing. I think MJF and CM Punk would be great. And that's something they could, they could um, stretch out over the course of a few months and build it up for a pay-per-view. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, I, th- I think it'll get them both over. Because, yeah, again, I was just waiting for that uh, weird heel turn, and I don't think it happened. Uh, JJ said that Sting looked like a disappointed papa. You know, he, <laughs> and he like, came and got his son. Yeah, and that he was going to kick Let's him. Go home, just like, son. Like Friday. Get your ass up, boy. I told you. <laughs> I'm waiting for CM Punk to do the Debo. What, you want some of this too, old man? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I mean, I don't think they, they can't turn Sting or, or Darby heel. I think they're baby faces for a long time because – um, just, you can't, Darby's got that size. He's small. All right. So you're always going to have sympathy for that guy. You know what I mean? What he puts his body through, what he does. Yeah. He's a hero. Yeah, I agree. And I can probably, I mean, I'd like to see like eventually a, an MJF versus CM Punk is smart, but I think I could see now that they've actually got each other, you know, they wrestled each other. I, I can foresee, a Darby Allen and CM Punk taking on uh, a tag team. 2.0. Yeah, 2 point, right? I, I think, think that's that's probably going to be on Dynamite at some point. Yeah, I think that's probably where they're heading to get that. And it's just yeah. like, it, dude, and Punk called it in the scrum, and he was right. It's just like, we literally got Sting, CM Punk, and Darby Allen. That was like three generations of wrestling in, in the ring at I, the same I time. I like how they're booking CM Punk. I think some people have, have not been happy with it. But I feel like he came out. He's such a star. He's like reality. He's a shoot hero. And he's slowly getting pulled into the kayfabe. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're yeah, letting, it, letting it take its time and seep in, you know? Because right now he's just still an attraction. So, yeah. I, I got agree. him with Darby. You know, Darby's a great bumper. You know, it's a great match. And now he's slowly getting pulled into this 2.0 angle, which came out of nowhere. 2.0 came out, came out of nowhere. Yeah, All they of a sudden, did. they're on Dynamite every week. Yeah. Um, so I think that'll be good. I'm all, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. The, the first match we're going to see, uh, CM Punk back is probably going to be teaming with Darby. Cause for yeah. a shoot, like, like Punk said, he's like, if I was a fan, Darby would be my favorite wrestler. And I mm-hmm. bet, but you know, it did, definitely, we have the punk rock vibe going on now with Ruby and punk, you know, and, and Darby. So I do feel like, uh, they're, they're going to team up together. what do you think of the, the vignette of, uh, Darby carrying the the body bag of the best in the world, and then he dove, he just jumped over, jumped past him. <laughs> yeah, he, he jumped. I don't know if he. Well, I think they were alluding that he was you know bumping him, but like uh, it was cool. You know, <laughs> honestly, like I always just have like editor head, and I'm just thinking like, wow, did they let him run a helicopter to shoot this? That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about how they did it, but I mean, it's fine. His his films are good. Yeah, no, I was so good. So overall, thumbs up on that. Uh, next match is just like so. We weren't going to go in the main event. You were going to have the. The help the fans get reacclimated, you know, and just bring them down a little bit because it's a roller coaster ride. It's not stay up the whole time. Yeah, uh, and that that is a tough spot to be in. 
And it's just like, it's always hard because you still want to go out there and steal the show. Mm -hmm. But that went to Paul White, no more BS versus QT Marshall, which man, lean into the bowling shirt, wear the bowling shirt, wear all, all have your whole, you know, the factory come out in bowling shirts. I want to see a bowling gang. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's just like, and surprisingly, Jim Ross only called him Big Show once, which is cool. <laughs> but I mean, I think he's going to have a harder time with. He called uh, he called Ruby Soho Ruby Riot. As yeah, well. it's going to be tough. I think Brian is going to be the toughest one because of that name. <laughs> yeah. flip. Just, but you can just call him Brian, right? Yeah, yeah just stick with or Brian. Just say Brian. That's safe, right? Yeah, I think just say Brian, and that's okay because it's just like. Unless you just straight up win American Dragon, but he didn't, you know, I don't think he leaned into that yet. He, he still just came out as Brian. Yeah. Anyway, though, so we had Bowling QT Marshall versus Paul White. And it's fine. It gave everybody time to go to the bathroom yeah. and get snacks. I mean. Um, but which is tough because like, you have a basically Big Show's debut match in yeah. AEW that's coming somewhat of a cooler match, right? Or just like to cool people off. Yeah. And QT is, you know, he's a pretty decent heel. Yeah. Right. He's a pretty decent heel, and you wanted to see. I was curious to see how Paul White was going to do in the ring because not all the, the there's not a ton of big guys in AEW. Not so, that size, no. Yeah, and that was always my you know thing is just like signing Braun Strowman could be rough. Yeah, you know, which shout out to that on Impact if his name's really could be Titan. Good call. I, I think, like that. But I think it's common. Yeah. So I I don't know. Uh, it was still a good match. I had no there was no problem with the match, but it was just they were in a really awkward position of just like having to be the cooler on that but i thought it was fine i didn't have, I, I liked the the angle the build to it obviously big show still wants to do some matches yeah i don't think so we're gonna see mark henry in any matches but i feel like uh, big show still wants to do some stuff give him a shot um it was three minutes it yeah, was a three, three minute minutes match. give him a story i guess he's gonna have we've got because uh, billy gunn turned on him um yeah. on rampage but uh it was fine i, I'd like I, had, to, I had no problem with it I, you know how it seems like they're getting all this like mentorship, like they're having like this, these legends with like, uh, you know, mentoring this. I'd like to see Big Show go with, you know, I know he already has Jake, but you know, I'd like to see uh, Murderhawk with Big Show, maybe. Think so? Like, yeah, I'd that's li- good. Yeah, like I mean, those are two big guys, right? Yeah. I, I feel like and and having Jake going in there, I think that would be a pretty decent. Uh, I'd see. I'd like to see them have a run. I feel like some of these guys got some backstage jobs too, right? They're coaching. They're training. They're absolutely yeah. They're helping because I mean AEW doesn't have like a performance center or anything like that, no, but they they've got to have. Surely they've got some pros in the back that are coaching folks and giving them pointers, help, helping their people, you know, work because they they have taken a lot of people. Most of their people have like come in with no TV experience. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I there's no doubt that this is what these guys are doing. Uh, is definitely mentoring a lot of these guys because they got Arn, they got freaking Dean Malenko back there. Yeah, and I thought it was Dean, funny. Isn't he the director? Yeah, he's he's definitely he's up there and yeah. the man of a thousand holds. Yeah. Right, he's like, also he, a director. Yeah, he's also a director. Who knew? But I thought it was strange during the scrum that. Speaking of directing, their their uh, production's gotten better. They are. Have you noticed? Yeah, I'm except sp- for that, uh, except for the battle royale where they were missing a lot of shots. It's looking good. Yeah, I think they have to they have to figure that what what that looks like so you're you're not missing spots. Uh, but okay, I cut you off. You were talking about the scrum. Oh no, the scrum that is just like Tony Khan said he was the agent for one of the matches, which mm-hmm. I thought was was just like oh man, it's just like but he's talking about how infectious he is. But usually it is like a former wrestler yeah. that's an agent for one of these matches. But I mean, you know, it, if you're if you're paying, and it's just like and I got no complaints, right? It's just like hey, you're, if you're doing a good enough job, because in the end. 
the AEW fans seem happy. And it's just like... Everyone I, seems happy. Yeah, dude. I see. It's I, like Willy Wonka's yeah. ch- chocolate wrestler, factory in there. Yeah, the wrestlers are happy. Again, the, I the never stand. heard nobody gush like Ruby Riot did. She was so excited to be in yeah. AEW. And it's just like, just let... If, if it's working, let's be happy. Let them be happy. It's just let it be the alternative if it's not going to be like WWE. It's like, here's something. You can be a fan of both. Yeah. Like, we are here. Just like, we'll just, if something doesn't work, we'll let them know if something didn't work. Our very first Lost podcast, what didn't work, was the Exploding Barbara match. We'll post that up there soon, but it's yeah. just like, that didn't work. Well, guess what? I bought that shirt anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because just... it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I look, you can talk about both. And, and in some cases, some things work, some things don't. But AW seems to be firing on all cylinders with this one. Because we went into the main event right now. We had Kenny Omega versus christian cage uh i wasn't sure about this match at first because it's just like again christian but they did the right thing by having christian go over and take the impact title yeah and just make him feel like he really is a threat i like what they're i mean i i, I know maybe christian um i think he was bored he was iffy as a choice right to go up against kenny omega but i like what they've been doing with him i think he's great in the ring um when i saw him live against matt hardy at the one that came through town Oh, yeah. It was so great to watch that from the seats because you can really, they're so talented in telling the story physically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know when you get a live wrestling, you don't have the commentary and it's kind of like, it's a different experience. You have to tell a story and and not have the announcers there to tell. So you still, and even when you're doing a TV match, you kind of have to have that too. And the announcers are supposed to be helping with that, Right. right? To help enhance that. So I do like what I thought was a good angle that they were doing with Christian Cage as they were involving, you know, and made it real. Like Don Callis, uh, Christian Cage, you know, Kenny Omega, those are all Canadian guys, right? And they had some, they had some legit like Winnipeg footage of like when Don Callis booked Christian Cage in like his first match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I do like that part of it that you can tell. It's just like, it's like a, a Canadian family family feud yeah that it was going in there so that part works for me as well but you know the match you knew kenny omega was going over i right. didn't think there was any danger of christian winning the uh the second title i just yeah. don't think they no i don't it's you know they're they're making christian look strong and yeah. he's gonna go over to impact and do some matches over there puts yeah. people over over there great what are, i mean it's it's beautiful it's just like harmony yeah and it, and it worked out perfectly so but then the most important part of this because they went about i mean they still went 20 minutes and christian can still go yeah. right he can st- definitely still wrestle and obviously kenny can go i i, I cringed a little bit you know because i know christian had some i know edge had neck issues i wasn't sure if christian had neck issues too so taking those dragon whip suplexes at kenny throws man those are scary and he did a couple he did when he did that uh double angel wing off the top rope i definitely i flinched on that one too because i was just like oh man don't screw this up (laughs) yeah you know so but as expected kenny mago went over very awkward on the mic the awkward heel and he was just, just started saying some weird stuff. I, what do you think of his new dyed hair? I oh, I thought that was funny. Again, <laughs> it's just like every he's the awkward heel, and I never thought that would be so make him perfect as a heel. And then he saw on the mic, it's like, nobody can beat me because if the only people that can beat me are already tired or already dead. Right. I was just like, what? Where, yeah. where did that come from? It's like such a strange well, thing. Well, you know what to that's some reference to, right? Uh-uh. Oh, oh, by the way, JJ says Christian did have concussion issues. Oh, yes. Oh, nice. But like uh, that's in reference to... Apparently, Adam Cole used to be on Being the Elite or something like that. And um, oh, yes. they killed him off. 
on the show. Oh, okay, they killed so. him off when he went to NXT. Damn it. That's why I didn't have an insider joke. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So that was his way of doing a little bit of a hint of that was about to go. Yeah. What was about to happen. And I love that they did the cut the lights off gimmick. Cause I feel like they haven't done that yet. Sure. And then, uh, Adam was Cole's music sounded similar enough. He sounded like a mix of his music. And then basically when Jericho showed up on raw that time to, uh, confront rock and, I thought that worked really well. That music it. was awesome. Yeah. I was going to find that track because I want to hear it again. Yeah, the music was great. His and like right away, his you know his graphic on the screen said Adam Cole, so there's no question about who was going to come out. And guess what? For at that point, if that's all they would have done, they could have been they could have ended the pay per view on that, but they didn't. Yeah, like he went in and man, he got a huge Adam Cole baby you know, simulated chant that happened at the same time. I thought that was great. It was like, wow, that was way over. And then the swerve. Did you see the swerve coming? I didn't see the swerve coming. Uh, I, I did not. But then it occurred to me that they all used to be in Bullet Club together. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, but I still like, for some reason, I, I had forgotten about it. I'm so used to him in you know, NXT with the Undisputed Era. So for him to come out and just get such a huge baby face pop with Adam Cole, baby. But then all of a sudden they do the double cheek kiss and he's just like i'm not scared we were friends i was like i didn't i i, I was it's good to feel like a, a straight up fan again and it's just like wow i fell for it i yeah. did not see that coming yeah when he super kicked jungle boy it's like, yeah. what oh yeah he just like kicked his head and it's just like man that was awesome and then he takes the mic and is immediately adam cole oh yeah you know, there was no learning curve there was no nothing did you see when he did the adam cole baby the crowd was just with him immediately oh yeah just like perfect and he takes that mic and like you know i never watched nxt i'm not the biggest nxt mark especially lately but um the way he just grabbed that mic and immediately became adam cole yeah. in AEW was like wow oh it was perfect it was perfectly executed and just say the elite is the most you know dangerous faction in all of wrestling because now it's just like to me that's solidified because they never officially said we're the elite it's just all of a sudden you know the good brothers started coming out with them and the young bucks were coming out and we knew you know the young bucks and omega were a team but it's just like the rest kind of just gone together and it's just like this so and they never officially said we're not the bullet club anymore we're yeah. the elite so th i feel like this was like a huge stamp of just like boom not on the level of like you know, Hogan saying this is the new world order, but the same, same energy of just yeah. like, this is the most elite faction in there. Mm -hmm. And some people were comparing and they're saying, no, it was different. Some people are saying this is better than when Hogan did the, the run in and turned heel. I was just like, but Hogan turning heel was iconic, but this had that same energy of just like, we, AEW is the real deal and the elite is an elite faction and it just like you felt that yeah and again it had another moment like they could have ended the show right there mm -hmm. and then they didn't and then you had the beginnings of the flight of the valkyries right and just yeah. the beginning so and it was cool that it's just like maybe he wanted to do a little bit of the music but people knew right away because they were already chanting yes 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 when adam cole came out mm -hmm. and they thought it was going to do that and yeah. I, what that's a that was a nice swerve this this whole ending worked on so many levels. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it really did. And so having Brian come out, I did notice he didn't want to do the yes, yes. He did the side shuffle to the ring, but he didn't do the arms. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they're trying to get away from the he yes. He seems to be uh, in the media scrum. He said something about he wasn't totally sure of the legalities of him doing it, but he can't stop the crowd from doing it. Yeah. Um, 
he seems to be, he, he says he has a great relationship with Vince and WWE. So I think he's trying to be very respectful of their IP if it's a thing. Yeah. Cause know? that, yeah, he did the, on the mic on the show after the cameras roll, he said, I know I'm going to get booed, but I loved where I worked before. Yeah. But, and he gave the three reasons why he came anyway. His new music was awesome. Cause he came out to the, it's the flight of the Valkyries, but they dropped the electric guitar and they put in like bass. Yeah. Yeah. They did. So he came out like a badass. So uh, to and he got physical immediately. I love did. that. Yeah, no, he was he was right in there. Like you said, he looked like that was old school American dragon. Yeah, he's there to fight. Because I thought I it was funny because I was I was thinking about this after I talked about it. Punk uh, coming back took a little bit of a build to it. We had to see uh, if he's coming back with a ring rust. It was a big, you know, it was a big reveal to see how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Brian comes out. He looks immediately like a huge threat. Oh, yeah. Like right out of the gate. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, it's just like, okay, this guy could be taking the belt from Kenny Omega, and it would make sense if he took it right away. Not that you want to make him Hogan, where it's just like, my first match back, I'm going to go over and get the belt right away. But they're close that they could do it, and the crowd would Would be okay with it. Would probably go for it, yeah. I think, and that would also elevate the belt even more. But, like, um, I think that, um, man, in in that media scrum... He just seemed like a different person to me. Yeah. It was him off leash. And did you hear when he goes, uh, he's like, CM Punk said you want to come back to like, you know, help, help the young guys. He's like, I'm here to kick the shit out of some people. Yeah. You know? I was yeah. like, he just seems different. Like he's coming in as a legitimate, you know, badass. Yeah. He always seemed like a nice guy in WWE. Oh, yeah. No, they, and that I think they kind of leaned into that, the more of the, just the gimmick of it. But you remember, he used to be, you're either going to tap or you're going to snap. Yeah. And I feel like we're getting that American dragon, you know. Yeah. Uh, my old partner actually had the pleasure of working some of those early matches with, uh, Brian right uh, at Sean school here in San Antonio. And he said, Brian always, even back in the day, I mean, these were some of his first matches always loved working strong style. Like yeah. he loved, he loves to get hit hard and he loves to hit hard. And yeah. I think that's why he always had legit heat with Miz. Cause Miz had that WWE style yeah. where Brian always had. Now I think we're going to see old ring of honor, indie Brian, American dragon, and you're going to see some hard hitting matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only my question to you or anybody out there listening is was this too much like i i mean they got to they're going to be at Arthur Ashe in New York right in Queens you know for a show like was this too much should you should, i think they could have got away with just doing the Adam Cole and stopping and then having Brian debut for a ratings pop but they're clearly not, they have something else in mind. But do you think, are you okay with having, everybody loves it. This is a thumbs up pay-per-view, but are you okay with getting so much in one night? I'm 100% okay with it. Okay. I can see from a storytelling standpoint and even from a business standpoint why it would seem like a bad idea. But I think that this is, Tony Khan's taking a different train of thought here. And what is, essentially he's added like, it just, imagine this, okay? You're, 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 a local uh, basketball team or whatever, all of a sudden cops three top players all at once. Yeah. You know, it's just huge. And I think it draws way more attention than stretching it out. And immediately it's a, I think it's a huge boost and people are going to be like tuning in to see what happened, what's going on. And it just, it elevates their product so much that I, I think it works. They have, yeah, no, they definitely, they use their BFG, yeah. right? For lack of a better term, they use their BFG. They blew, blew the doors off. Yeah. And now they have a ton of momentum and they have to maintain that momentum. Ah. 
I think, you know, you know, JJ was saying that, you know, he was cool with Ruby Soho and Adam Cole. I thought that was enough. But I again, I kind of lean towards they could have delayed Brian and they could have had that do the same thing to get a pop. But it didn't happen. It's too late. Here's how, you know, we're going to we're going to book the territory a little bit and we're going to use a little bit of history with it. This is what I would do now for that New York show. That New York show has to be big. You're now in WWE territory for sure when you're in New York. I don't care. The five boroughs, Connecticut, Jersey, you're in WWE territory. Yeah. The way to book this now is to go back to do the same way that they booked Goldberg. They're like, what are we going to do? Goldberg is going to fight Hulk Hogan at the Georgia Dome because we need a big pop. I think now, personally... I would book Daniel to fight Omega in New York for the title with the idea that Daniel might go over and get the title and hope to replicate that Yeselmania moment where the crowd's going to pop big. And I almost think, again, you know me, I'm always for let these people hold the belt a little bit longer. Yeah. I kind of think in a way Daniel might have to go over and take the belt that fast. Yeah. You know, just to get that pop to hold that momentum. Mm Mm-hmm. And just, you know, and you can have Kenny come back and say, wait a minute, I was not, he showed up out of nowhere, I wasn't ready, because that's what, that's only like two weeks away, right? Yeah, it's, I think that's great, that's a, that's a, I think that's a great idea, because that, the fact being that they brought in so much at once, right? they have to book it like they got a lot at once, yeah. and they've got to, I mean, the the elite is forming its faction, it's expanded, it's it's its own thing now, Um Daniel Bryan coming in and taking the belt, the crowd would be into it. It would be believable. And then all of a sudden, he's got the belt. And who's with him? Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, all these other guys that need a rub, you know? Yeah. I think no, it'd be awesome. I think he has yeah, that's that's how I would book it. I would book Bryan versus Kenny, and Bryan goes over for the belt to get that huge New York pop. They must already be sold out. I, don't, I, think so. I, I think so. They have to be sold out already, and that's a big, that's a huge stadium there. Yeah. So, it, on TV, that's going to look beautiful. If it's not sold out, they're selling it out yeah. now. But uh, I think that's a great idea. And that could be as for again. I hate to book it like Hogan because I know it get a lot of heat for it right now. But and it it could come off as like hotshot booking of just like trying to just get that pop. But I think they have to do something to maintain the momentum because now if Daniel comes in. Brian, if Brian comes in and takes the belt, and now you're got to wonder what's going to happen next. Right. You know, it's just like now you can have a bunch of other matches thrown in there because now you could throw in MJF could take the advantage of trying to get him. And I keep throwing his name out there. He can go in this. Like, now is my chance to take the belt. Kenny going back for a rematch can take the belt. I think that's going to add a lot more uh, strange dynamics. Or you can throw in Adam Cole now. It's just like... Because now he could go for the belt because he can't go for the belt, you know, because he said it in the scrum. is like, I'm fighting everybody except the elite because the elite are my friends. Yeah. So now if Daniel, damn it, if Brian has the <laughs> belt, now I know it's just like, don't clown on Jim Ross. It's not easy to get used to these guys we've been seeing on TV. If Brian has the belt, that opens up a lot more of those heels trying to get the belt from him. Yeah. You know, because in the end, you need to see the chase. The yeah. chase is important. If you just think that, you know, you just keep throwing these guys that and they have no chance of winning the belt that doesn't work yeah you know that's that's early 90s hogan wcw just like keep throwing these monsters but none of them are really gonna take this belt where this is just like okay no because if, if they if brian goes for the belt you you 
you think he can he can definitely win it. Yeah, and I think he can win it. And yeah. just do and I don't think Brian has any problems putting anyone over. Yeah. But I just think that But you, it wouldn't make sense. You gotta pop that big crowd. You yeah. gotta pop that New York crowd. And even if that sets up for a rematch in full gear, you know, at full gear and, and they win it back, I think you need to pop the New York crowd. And that's all I can think of is just like because you're out of surprises for now. Yeah. Right. There's no more big surprises that are gonna come. And even if they were, you know, you just can't do too much at once. So it's just yeah. like if if Wyndham is really coming, if save that for uh save that for the winter, you know. I think you just need to a a belt change like that would pop that crowd big. So what if say that happens, say they go that direction, what happens to Adam Page then? If if Brian gets the belt, yeah, now it makes it literally like you can have some weird dynamic of just like even if you're going to is Kenny going to go after a rematch and then Adam Cole could be like, well, I'm here now, so yeah. maybe I should try to get it. Maybe I should hold it, and you can have that weird, yeah, who's going to do it? And you can have some awesome three way dances with those three. Yeah, you can. Those three are you know because. Adam Cole and Brian had some great matches on WWE. Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan and Ring of Honor had some great matches, including the thumb wrestling match. I don't remember that one. YouTube that is just like when they went to lock up and they actually turned it into a thumb wrestling match. So I, I think it, it just opens up a lot of opportunities to do that. You know, just to have them fighting over that main and add that elevate that belt. Well, I'm talking about Hangman Page. Oh, you're talking about I thought you were talking about Hangman Page. He's 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 on a break. Oh, yes. He was on he was on course to take that belt from Omega, I think. Oh, you're right. So now that if 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 Daniel Bryan takes the belt, which I think is total believable booking, where does he fit in? Does he come back with a sort of like babyface versus babyface kind of a kind of a match thing and or what? All right, yeah. If we're booking the territory, right? So now you're just like, okay, say Bryan does get the belt. Yeah. At uh uh Adam Page hangman adam page damn it adam cole adam page there's a lot of pages and cages there too yeah. cage page cage ram- page there's, there's multiple ram- rampage but now we got a couple adams yeah uh, i think you play up that he you know he was also part of the elite and if he's part of that whether it's a fatal four-way or triple threat you can be whose side are you really on or yeah. do you really have this much heat with your former tag team champion that you're going to let this newcomer come in here in the territory that we helped build yeah. and you're going to let him take the belt yeah. or are you, you going to be greedy and you try to take yourself or why don't you help me? Or you can have Kenny like, I'll help you get the belt. You know, we just got to get it off Brian. You know, yeah. I think they would play that of just like, we're not sure where Adam's uh, loyalty really lies. Yeah. And look, he's the, he's the anti-hero. He's going to go in there and just like, I'm, I'm for myself. I'm going to drink my whiskey and I'm going to beat whoever has that belt. Yeah. So, but they can toy with that a little bit. I think that does, because you're right. I mean, he's the, I feel like he was the next one that needed that title rub to get that. And I yeah. even think that Brian could have a legit baby face match with Hangman Adam I Page. think so too. I, I think that could happen. Yeah. I think they could come back and book that. Oh, but no, no finger pokes of dooms. You <laughs> <laughs> can't have the finger poke of doom. <laughs> um, so. so that'll, that'll be interesting. But again, I mean, what they have unlimited options. It's just like when you were a kid and you dump, dump all your toys out on the floor and it's just like, wow, we have, you can have so many combinations oh, yeah. of things going on. Tony Khan definitely has all his his LGNs spilled out on the floor. Yeah, and and he's fantasy booking, but just I don't want to ever see again. I'm sticking to this, Tony Khan. Keep doing what you're doing. Just don't book yourself. 
Don't book yourself. Don't book yourself to win the belt. Don't book yourself because I, I he's a creep. I mean, he has that weird cackle that he does, and he hypes up the live crowd. He's great at making sure that they realize who's the stars there. And you see he, how in the scrums he calls CM Punk Mr. Punk? Mr. Punk, yeah. <laughs> I just love Tony Khan as Tony Khan. Yeah. And just keep going out there. as a just Leave it as a shoot. That yeah. He's just like everyone knows that he's, you know, he's in charge, and he just keeps doing that. And, you know... Leave it very Jack Tunney, old WWE or yeah. Monsoon as the president, except for a shoot, president you Jack are. Tony. Yeah, you are in charge. But I, I never want to see heel Tony Khan. But guess what? Right now in the internet wrestling community and the wrestling world, he is the ultimate baby face. He is the ultimate baby face for a shoot that he's basically like, we're the alternative to the company that doesn't give you what you want. Yeah. What are we going to do? We're going to give you everything that you want yeah. with your favorite people to the point where just like we're people are leaving company the company to come here and they even if it was a pay cut there you can just tell that people would take a pay cut they love their jobs yeah that they're actually loving it again i too. mean you see um sammy guevara's blog and the things they're filming behind the scenes and little, all the little sketches and stuff it's just like just seems like such a fun place to work oh it really is and it's just like man and it's amazing to think that there was a lot of people not on this pay-per-view yeah and and sammy guevara included yeah it's just like these are homegrown talents that are still like uber over like mega over it's oh my just, god have we said what about cm punk and sammy guevara oh yeah and that's and that is on his list right yeah. that i think that would be a great match i'm gonna call this like there it's it's very dangerous to have too many belts yeah but we already talked about i'm with you i i don't think they're, they're ready for a women's tag belt but i think they're ready for a women's tnt belt yeah but i do want to see a trios belt I want to see the. I think it would work there. A trios belt. Yeah, I think a trios oh, champion. Okay. I think that would work there because that gives three more people something to do when they can't figure out the personal issues, and they got enough factions yeah. that they can pull it off. And dude, imagine the the free bird rule. Gato, what's up, podcast? Podcast here. Yeah, podcast is here. Imagine the free bird rule with the dark order. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, that's right there. You can have so many. Different angles can do that. Gato. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about um? I, well, I you know a trios belt. I've, that's interesting. I guess did these they used to have that on Lucha Underground, right? Yeah, they did have a trios belt. Um, that could be interesting. They do. They definitely got a lot of guys on there. What do you feel about some sort? I mean, are you a fan of the WWE sort of like Money in the Bank gimmicks and things like that? Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, I love just so like, maybe maybe something like that where uh, you do some sort of like opportunity to challenge for for the belt. Yeah, I call it just like uh, the. It could be just like the genie. Uh, lamp or something that you can just will grant you will grant you a wish. Yeah, you get your one wish, and I think again, I want to expand it or just not even be the ultimate. Okay, I, I I've tried to book this before when when we were running shows back there, but I'm going to give this one out free to the Twitch universe, and you can tell Tony Khan and tell him to do it. It's the wish list where basically you get to grant one wish. You know, it's the same thing as the money in back, but think of this: it's just like I. It doesn't always have to be a title match, yeah. right? I just like. Uh, okay, I want to go on a date with Jade Cardhill. And they basically, <laughs> they film that, yeah. right? Or just like, what do you want? It's just like, oh, I want to be on the Elite blog. Or yeah. I just want to, you know, I just want to raise. I mean, every month they can make it something different yeah. uh, of the wish, not just like automatically you. it's good for a title belt. You're, yeah. It's just good for one wish. And Tony Khan is the genie yeah. with the forbidden door. It's just like, this, oh, that would be it. Make any, make all this is the key true. to the forbidden door. Yeah. And it's just like you win this key. 
and I will grant you one wish, and you have 30 days to decide, and that way they can keep... Oh, yeah, yeah, 30 days to decide what your wish is. Yeah, and you just can keep cycling it, right? And just like, of course, it can be a pay-per-view, or how cool would it be? It's just like, I want to be a part of the Jurassic Express, Mm -hmm. and I just want to come out dressed up and pretend I'm a freaking Velociraptor, Yeah, you know, just for a night. I think they can play with that really well, and and it gives the the other guys, you know, like, I understand the reasoning behind the 24-7 belt, and they definitely make it a little bit, but it gives other people tv time but i want it to be a little bit more serious like because yeah. sometimes it is going to be like i want to i want to capitalize on this and some people are going to go for a title match for yeah. that just to have something different every time so yeah tk call us on the dose incredibles hotline here in dose incredible studios you got the number you yes. have the number yes and it's just like and if you ever want to be on a dose incredibles house show just like this uh just let us know and just give us a call but yeah aew they definitely it was a ball out on all out thumbs up if you haven't rented the pay-per-view yet even though we told you everything that just happened you can still rent it and and be happy and really enjoy that you might get a discount i think for renting it late so yeah just put in the uh, promo code dose incredibles network or you know what if you're if you're (laughs) yeah you get charged full price yeah you get charged full price (laughs) 